Welcome to Life as a Life Schooler, where we talk about how to merge life with homeschooling. I'm Danielle Papagiorgio, and today my friend Chris Dedeson joins us again. And this time we're going to talk about relationships and just the importance of relationships in our homeschooling. Hey, Christy. Hey, Danielle. Welcome back. Thank you. Nice to be back. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, always fun. So I wanted to talk about relationships because I know that you and I have the same heart on this and just the importance, really the priority of relationships in homeschooling. Um, mm -hmm. Because really, that should be our number one, uh, really our number one reason for homeschooling should be about relationships and ultimately about our children's relationships with Jesus Christ because that's the thing that matters for eternity. So, right. So I thought we could just kind of talk about, kind of start off talking about how do you help them cultivate that relationship with Jesus and, and, um, you know, why, like, what exactly does that look like? And first of all, I just made a few quick notes here. I mean, when you, when you read the Bible, when you really study God's word, it doesn't really say a lot about academic instruction. And, right. you know, I think that it's really easy for us to sort of forget that because, um, you know, I think we have this idea that, well, if we don't, we're so extreme. You know, we think if, if we make um, relationships and, and um, the relationship with the Lord the primary thing, then somehow that means we're going to miss all of the academic instruction and we're going to get unbalanced. And, and, you know, I think we just have this, this funny picture in our heads that they're going to be these ignorant, <laughs> these ignorant kids in mm -hmm. their overalls and jumpers and, you know, you know what I'm saying? And it's just that connotation, you know, that, that, if you focus on that, that somehow then they're not going to get the other. Right. Well, I think that's when also so many times people try to make the knowledge of Christ, learning about the Lord, the Bible even, into an academic subject for that reason. Mm -hmm. That they will compartmentalize that, turn it into a subject, and check that box because they feel like if they don't, they haven't covered it. Right. But like you said, also, the flip side of that is if if they do, if they just let that be a part of life, they, they, so they don't feel they've covered it, or if they do it too much, they feel like they're letting the other things go. And I, I see what you're saying, but it doesn't really make sense when you really think about it because it's not something you can compartmentalize. Right. It is something that is a part of your being. Right. And... Certainly, the Lord is the most intelligent of all. He is the wisest of all, and His wisdom uh, is is primary and is most important. And He doesn't take us aside and say, "Oh, I'm going to give you a wisdom lesson today." <laughs> he teaches that to us as we go. Discernment, wisdom, you know, name the, all the the fruits of the spirit, or any you know any characteristics mm -hmm. that you want to name that are godly. They're taught. To us as his children as we go through our life they're not taken aside and you know what is the virtue of the week that I'm teaching you so 
I'm not saying that parents shouldn't sit and study the Bible with their children or make it a important, isolated time of the day. If that's what they want to do, then I'm not, I'm not criticizing that. Mm-hmm. But it, it should be integrated into everything they do. And the thing is, is that the way that's integrated is it's, it's about who you... We, have, we don't have a good... Let me back up. We don't have a good way to put this in the English language. It is about who you be. It's not about what... Strictly about what you do. Your doing right. comes out of your being. Right. And so your being should always be the core... If you're instructing your children in an academic subject, if y'all are just running to Walmart, your being is what they're seeing. Right. That rhyme, I didn't mean for it to, but it is what they're seeing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, right. And it is what they're learning because of the old adage, children learn what is caught, not what is taught. Right. And it's so, so very true. Well, so I see what you're saying. They're, they're afraid it's not going to get covered or... Mm-hmm they turn around and focus on it so much it turns into this little academic subject. Right, exactly. So. Which again, like you said, mm-hmm. it's, it's important to, to have that time when you're studying it mm-hmm. and really um, learning about biblical things in a, in a more of an academic way, I suppose. But if that is isolated from the rest of your life, your walk and your talk and your, you know, um, all the things that you're doing, then it becomes dry and dead, really. Right, right, absolutely, it has a new meaning. Right, exactly. And it really, it, it really just turns into legalism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, set of rules you're following, or you know, whatever, um, but bearing no fruit. So, absolutely. Um, I mean, we can't really when you are, when you're, when you're in Christ, you can't separate yourself from the relationship it's 24 mm-hmm. 7 mm-hmm. and it's the same with our children mm-hmm. and that's what they need to see so I, exactly. I agree with you it is the primary thing they need to do when my kids were little and caroline went to first grade you know i think i said this on the last podcast and but it does it does apply here relationally that you know, she was starting not to want to see her little brother play with her brother after school she she was really starting to pull away from me in some ways. And I thought to myself, oh, no, 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 no. This is not who we are. And I don't care if you're totally ignorant. You are not going to be, you know, if I mm-hmm. pull you home, you're totally ignorant. Mm-hmm. At least you're going to be in relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And Because we, we, I didn't, you know, I had, had no idea what I was going to do mm-hmm. with her academically. But... But you recognize at that point the relationship was more important. Exactly, and you recognize that, which mm-hmm. we have right. to do. And I think we do know that deep down. It's just that fear thing that gets in again. Like, yeah. Oh, but we haven't done any math for the the whole week because the kids are fighting, right. and I've had to focus on that. You know what? Keep on focusing on it. If it's not better, right. just keep on focusing on that. Because, like the Bible says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world? but loses his own soul. I mean, we can teach right. these kids to be just, you know, math whizzes, and we can cram all this information into them. But at the end of the day, when it gets right down to it, what is really important? If they graduate from our homeschools and they go off and they're making their millions and they don't care about us and don't want anything to do with us, then, then what does it matter? And more importantly, if they don't care about the Lord and it, where their eternal souls are headed, um, 
then, you know, that's a real tragedy. And I think right. so, so often homeschoolers, and especially, I, I don't know, I don't know, maybe it's just because it seems like it's getting worse in this respect. Like people are more and more focused on that, but, but maybe not. I think, I think it's always been an issue for parents that um, mm-hmm. imbalance of just focusing so much on the academics that we just forget what's truly important. And Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think also, too, when we get stressed out about the academics, what ends up happening is, we, you know, we get, we get frustrated and we can mm-hmm. take it out on the kids. Yeah. We, we create this environment that's very, very stressful so that the children are, are they're, they're dreading it. They, mm-hmm. I've seen homes like that. The children are it's so academic. Um, you know, there's, the moms feel they have something to prove. Right. And so they stress their kids out with the academics and how they perform and how much they get done in a day, a week, a year, or however they want to measure. Mm-hmm. And the children are stressed out. And so there's this stressful environment where there's all this infighting. Right. And home's the last place the kids want to be. I've seen yeah. it many, many times. And so you don't want your home to be a place your children don't want to be. I mean, think about it. When you go to school, you're, yeah, there's stress. And we, we know how we feel about that. But at least you got to go home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to go home from my stressful situation mm-hmm. to a home that wasn't, you know, it wasn't always perfect. And there was stress, but not a constant stress. It would be like never being able to leave your office. Right. What right. a nightmare. <laughs> what right. a nightmare that would be. Well, and, and I think that's yeah. why some people say, well, we tried homeschooling and it didn't work. Well, um, <laughs> it, it's it's the way you're doing it, you know. It's yeah. Right. What were you doing? <laughs> right, right. Because it has to be about the relationships first. It has to be because otherwise, yeah. like you said, you're just you're making it this stressful environment that's all about performance, perform, perform, perform. Yeah. And you know, it that's not yeah. what it should be. It should be your home should be a place where your children want to be. It should be a place that cultivates a love for learning. And I think right. that's one of the biggest warning signs. If you start seeing that your kids don't love learning, um, I think you got to be mm-hmm. careful. You you got to back up. And that's not to say that there's not going to be subjects that they just really don't like, or things that you right. have to kind of push them along in. There, there's going to be that. But I think if you right. have, if you're starting to see that, no, they they really just they don't want to learn anything. They don't want to do anything. I think there's a bigger problem there, and I think you've got to go back and really look at your relationships and your focus and, and where your focus really mm-hmm. is. And Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think this is a really interesting quote that I pulled up for this episode because um, I don't know about you, but I love Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity. Right, yeah. And we've listened to mm-hmm. that audio several times, but um, one of his quotes on there, and he talks more in depth on there about some of the most dangerous people being super intelligent people. And his quote is, Oh, you better believe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Education without values as useful as it is, seems rather to make man a more clever devil. And that is so true. (laughs) Like my husband and I were just talking this morning about, he was telling me that there's some computer virus that they've, someone's created now in browsers where even if you close the, the window, of the Mm -hmm. you know that that particular tab it'll like 
infect the other tabs and somehow they'll run the virus. And like, it's so mm. just the the guys at, at his work, he works in it for those of you who don't know. Um, but they're like, how did they even do that? Like, it's brilliant. It's brilliantly evil. Mm. <laughs> right. And so, you know, we can right. train our children to, to, well, you can't train brilliance, I guess, but you know, you can take this brilliant child. And if that is your focus is their brilliance and, and really, um, just cramming down the academics and forgetting about what's really truly important that relationship with the lord then you're really um you're really raising a clever devil yeah that's very true yeah so very true and an and an unhappy person and right and a peaceful a person who's not content not at peace with themselves i really you know i've always wanted just to see who would my children grow up to be left alone from other children telling them who they're going to be or from a system telling them who they're Hmm. going to be. I always want to see who does the Lord want them to come to be. And part of that is, you know, really um, praying for them to want a relationship with the Lord because they have to take ownership of that themselves and really wanting them to desire it for their Mm -hmm. own because when they're desiring to know God and they make that decision for, for following Christ, well, you know, he he will take them and mold them and mm-hmm. make them into who he wants them to be. Right. Um, and it's a process for all of us. We're, we're, all, we're all in process. Mm-hmm. But it, that, to me, was the most important thing is because, you know, I know people who are extremely intelligent and extremely unhappy and extremely lost. I mean, not you either lost or you're not, but, <laughs> you know, right. those that keep keep searching for, satisfaction looking to fill that void with things i know plenty of people like that i don't want that for my children never wanted that for them right uh, you know you give birth to them you look at them just as new little people and you never want anything bad for them you know life will happen but you have to decide what you have to really decide what is life all about mm-hmm. what is it that they really need to know and what when they're my age, you know, whatever age you are, that happens. What, what is it that you will want to have been instilled in them? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And not the world stuff. And the thing is, children are natural learners. They want to learn. Right, right. If you don't, they, you, see, you can see that. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. You don't have to make a child learn. You have. To, it's like a providing the right environment for. Like, it just you have to have the right environment for things to grow. Mm -hmm. Certain plants need certain types of environments. You know, so children need certain type of environment in order to grow because, and learn because they're born growing and they're born wanting to learn. And so it's all about creating that right environment. And they have proven, and I can't give it to you because I didn't look it up, but they have, (laughs) where I've read this, several places, the children that live in an environment where they know they're loved learn better. When children know that they're loved, they learn better. Yeah. And that just means in an environment in, when they're, in which they're actually learning. And all homes are learning homes. Every home is a school, mm-hmm. if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. So, because even if children are in the institution of school, when they come home, they're still learning they're still learning. Right, right. You and that needs turn to be off. a <laughs> No. It needs to be a loving, supportive 
environment. And love can mean tough love. But uh-huh. it's still love. It needs to be a loving environment. Absolutely. So practically speaking then, um, let's just talk about some ways that we can focus on that. First of all, that uh, helping them to develop that relationship with the Lord as, as the primary thing. And one of the things that mm-hmm. that I've really seen in our home play out um, just beautifully is we do daily chores, which I think every home should. You've got to teach your children mm-hmm. the value of, of hard work. But but in the uh, chore chart, we also have on there personal devotions. And even mm-hmm. before they became Christians, you know, they were having their devotions every day. We really just instilled that habit in them because we just wanted them to, that was just something that they did. It was just part of their life. And it's been really neat to see, to watch them um, because their chores were just something that they did every day and we would check up. And then eventually we just really didn't have to check up. And all of a sudden I realized as they're getting into their teen years, they would tell me all this stuff that they're learning in their devotions. And, and it just occurred to me, that's, that's why that, um, you know, why they're really developing that relationship is because we put such a focus on, first of all, training them that this was part of their daily habit, part of their daily thing that Mm -hmm. they had to do. And like, I hate to say chore, it wasn't part of their, it wasn't, it's not a chore, but you know, it was part of their daily routine, their daily habit to do that. And, um, and eventually at some point it really became personal to them and meaningful to them. And, and it's just right. part of their their life. They walk with the Lord on a daily basis because it was something that was trained that they were trained to do. Um, so I think that's one that's thing great. that really worked for us. And then I think just being strong in your own faith. I mean, they look to mm-hmm. us as their example. And like you were saying before, more is caught than taught. And that is just so true. And you, you never, well... I shouldn't put it that way. Like you realize it when they're young too, because they imitate you and they, <laughs> they'll do your same posture right. and they, you know, you hear yourself in them. But then especially as mm-hmm. they're getting older, then you really start to see some of these um, personality flaws <laughs> start to develop. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my goodness, they're just like me in this area. And, right. and for me, it has really helped me to, work on my walk with the Lord and to really work on mm-hmm. some of these things that I see mirrored in them because it's like they're going to learn from me not I can't hypocritically tell them to do something or that this is wrong or, or this is you know but I have to be living that and so if I'm right. being impatient which I think a lot of homeschool moms struggle with that if I'm impatient mm-hmm. with them then they're going to be impatient people because they're going to pick up right. on that. So, right, yeah, I right. I don't, I don't know your thoughts on that whole thing, but but that's just something. Those are two things that came to me as far as as how do we how do we um, encourage them in their walk with the Lord, and how do we build that relationship practical ways. Right. Well, no, I think what you said is really good. I think that you know, obviously it worked well for your family, and I think just continually introducing them to um, good materials that, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you, I mean, there's some good ones for little ones out there that 
helping them learn to study their Bible, read their Bible, anything that's mm-hmm. Bible-based, but then also them just seeing us, right. reading our Bibles, talk, talking about the Bible. Did you know that it says this in the Bible? Oh, that was about, you know, Nehemiah, or just mm-hmm. as you walk talk, go along. Um, and like you said, living it out in front of them, it's just, there's no other way around it. And I think one of the things, too, is we get so concerned about our children's behavior that I think the big danger, though, is trying to do behavior modification with mm. in the, in a way that we're making them think, well, you know, God's going to be upset with you if you do this. I've heard parents do that, right. too, and I don't like that. That's a personal thing with me. I don't, I think that it's not that um, God doesn't, well, he doesn't, he doesn't do tit for tat, and he doesn't sit there and check your name off or, mm-hmm. you know, give you black marks for things. Right, right. And we, and we are to obey the Word of God. You know, I did used to say to my children, you know, the, the Bible says to obey your chil- children, obey your parents. You know, read them that scripture. And mm-hmm. I used to say to them, too, about, you know, the Bible also says a child, even a child is known by his actions. And I wouldn't really use that in a negative way. I use that in a positive way. Did you know mm. that your life matters right now? The, the things that you do matter right now, even though you're still a child. The Bible said a child is known by his actions. Even a child is known by his actions. Meaning, your actions matter. They're important. Whether they be good actions or bad actions. You do matter. You're not waiting to matter. You're not waiting until you become an adult to matter. You matter now. Hmm. And such... I try to use it. No, I'm go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just saying I always use that one in a positive mm-hmm. manner, um, not using the Bible as some legalistic way to control children. That's I've seen that done, right? And I know it's not what you do because I know your children, but I've seen that done in ways that it was used as a punishment rather than this right. is what our loving God says, you right? Know? Well, no, I just love your focus on on that on turning it around as a positive thing because I think. Many parents, I mean myself included, honestly, it's very easy for me to focus on that bad behavior and and to use verses in that negative sense. You know, you should not do this and you should not do this. It's so important that we focus on the flip side of saying, you know, this was wrong, but what can we do that's right? How can we please the mm-hmm. Lord? And, and um, what would what would have been the proper response to that? So it's it's a way right. of encouraging them in their faith, right? And, and so I think that's a really important well, I, point. Yeah, because I think that I think that while their behavior is important, of course, I think though getting to the heart of their behavior right. is, is the important thing to do because um, what we can correct behaviors in all kinds of ways. But if we don't go to the root of it, and some of it is just behavior because kids are kids. But mm-hmm. as they get older, when they're starting to act out when they're older, you know something's behind it. Right. And so finding out what is behind it, I think, is extremely important for them to figure out as well, why are you feeling this way? You're angry. Do you know why? Right. And letting them figure out their feelings and and define them, and then acknowledge those feelings, and then deal, approach them on how to deal with feelings. Because mm-hmm. feelings are not sinful. Right. Feelings are feelings. They're biological responses is what they are. 
Mm-hmm. You want to get technical. Mm-hmm. But it's when we act on feelings where is where we can go astray. So we can modify behavior left and right, but it, it's going to come out in other ways or continue if if we don't deal with the reason behind it. And like I said, you know, there's always there's always exceptions. I mean, a two year old, a two year old, they don't know why they do what they do. They just do what they do. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. You're more in the <laughs> behavior modification mode at that point. <laughs> you, you are because you they don't know. They don't know. They don't. They, no. You can't when they're older, but as they get older. Because as they get older, their problems are harder to solve. Right. right. You can't solve their problems. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and that's and in this day and age, Danielle, that we live, where they we've got YouTube showing children how to commit suicide. We've got oh all kinds goodness. of horrid things going on in this world with, for children, and we we best not hide our heads in the sand. Mm-hmm. And even though children are homeschooled, they have access to. Yeah the same things they have they're yeah. still a 13 year old is still a 13 year old mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know with the same emotions and things going on the same development going on and we we best not hide our heads in the sand if we're homeschooling parents about yeah what's going on just because your kids are homeschooled it does not mean yeah. That they're not exposed in some way to these things yeah. and i don't mean to be negative and no, yes my children are grown you know, I'm not dealing yeah. with that right now, uh, but I can only imagine if I were. Yeah. No, it's such know. an important point because it's so insidious now. I mean, it's everywhere. It's it's on phones. It's on computers. It's it's on, goodness sakes, even driving down the highway on a billboard, you see stuff you, you don't want to oh, see. Oh, you do. don't want your kids to see. So, and again, that just highlights why it's so important to build these relationships, especially when they're younger. So that way, yeah. when you get to those teen years that are so difficult because they're going through so many changes and the hormones are, are just crazy, and yep. then they feel like you're someone they can trust. They can come to you because they've exactly. been doing that all their lives, and you have been That's true. Um, nurturing that relationship so that, that they feel safe with you. Right, um, absolutely. And, and so, again, you know, that... That relationship with the Lord, it's it's very tied into their relationship with us because we're kind of that um, picture of Christ mm-hmm. to them, and so we really have to to be building that as well as as another focus. Um, um, you know, just really making sure that we have those heartstrings tied tight. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about that and just um, how we can cultivate that. What are some practical things that you did? Um, you know, I just have have a few notes here. Treat them as individuals. I think that's huge because it is, it is so easy for us to think of our children almost like our property because we're always telling them what mm-hmm. to do and, you know, we've got the schedule set and this and that. And, and they sort of become like the little the little cogs in our machine of our of of how we have our little worlds ordered and they're individuals um emotionally physically spiritually and i think one thing i i had a thought years ago that really you know it's something i think of every once in a while that really kind of brings me back to reality is that they're not just our children if they're Christians, there are brothers and sisters. There are brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm. 
And when you think right. of when you think of them in that way, I mean, yes, we're obviously we're above them still in a in a um, parental sort of way, but we have to remember that they can hear the Holy Spirit just like we can, and mm-hmm. there comes a point in those teen years, especially where you have to start to recognize that more and really start to give them that independence and trust the Lord because that's really where your trust in the Lord comes in and trusting that mm-hmm. he will speak to them and you, you might you might be on your knees a lot during that time but um, right but you just really have to trust in the Lord and, and treat them as individuals but what are kind of some of your thoughts on that and, and practical things that you did to encourage the relationships with your children well yeah, well, I agree with you totally about them being individuals. It's kind of what I, you know, what I mean from birth. They're, mm-hmm. Each one is not the same. And I, to me, uh, and my husband included, we always wanted to just see what individual are they becoming. You know, yeah. I want to see who they are. I'd, I'd never approach my children as to you need to be what I want you to be. Right. You know, your character matters. I never understood but, that. <laughs> I never no, got to be a, me neither. you know, a basketball player, so you're going to be one. I, I, it never made sense to me. No, me neither. Or go to the college I went to. or mm-hmm. uh, Me neither. Um, and I think it's a really strong point about treating them as individuals. And, and when you do that, it requires that you take the time with your kids. And I think that's probably the biggest thing. You can't know someone as an individual if you're, if you're you know, taking a broad stroke and giving all the kids the same treatment. You have to take time out with them Mm -hmm. and learn who they are. Um, And it might mean you have to take an interest in something that you have no interest in, but they do. Mm -hmm. And I've seen parents who would not do that. They wouldn't let their kids play sports or they wouldn't let them do certain things because they didn't want to go to the games. They didn't want to go to the practices. Hmm. And, And sports is just one example I don't believe all children have to play sports, but I'm just saying that's an example. Um, right. And, and to me, I, I don't understand that because while I, you know, I don't agree with having a child center home where the children dictate everything, but on the other hand, it, this is the home to, into which they were born where they are to be matured and they will only be with you a very short fraction mm-hmm. of your life. Mm-hmm. So take this time develop those relationships, help them develop themselves into the individual they need to become so that you can have a future with them. So why not? If you really love someone, aren't you interested in what they're interested in? I know that when I started dating my husband, I didn't care about cars when I started dating my husband. He loved cars. He still Uh loves cars. Guess what I've learned about all these years? Cars. <laughs> Guess what baseball, I've learned about, Christy? Computers, IT. <laughs> IT. <laughs> but look at what the Lord does with that, too, because here I am doing all this stuff at the website. And, you know, right? I, I couldn't do all this stuff if John didn't say, exactly. learn this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, he, he did have to push me a little bit. Sad to say, I didn't love him enough to immediately jump on board. <laughs> Teach me all about computers. No. 
No, but you listened because yeah. you love him. You listen exactly. about his work day. You listen about the things he's interested mm-hmm. in because you love him. And right. when you love someone, you do take an interest in things that they are interested in, even if you're not interested. Mm-hmm. And just because you're not the parent, because you are the parent, doesn't mean that that gives you a right just to say, well, I'm not interested in that, so who cares? Mm-hmm. I think you've got an obligation to take an interest in things that your children are interested in. Number one, just smart. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially in this day and age. Right. Be very interested in what your children uh, are interested right. in. Yeah. Now, don't go try to, you know, act and do the same things because they will shut you down really fast. <laughs> Being interested <laughs> in what they're interested in is one way to really connect. You know, and maybe you've got a child that you're very sporty and they're very arty or you're very, maybe mom is more athletic and you've got a ballerina baby doll, you know, like a little (laughs) ballerina girl, you know, well, but if that's who she is, is it really about the ballet or is it about connecting with her? Exactly. And that's, that's, that's the thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking too, when you first um, started talking about this, you know, it's, it's dying to self. Just because you don't like yes, it, it is. Um, that's what love is. Like you were saying, love is dying to self and yeah. looking at the needs and the heart desires of your children and just really right. um, doing what you can to meet those. So absolutely. Right. Totally and think, of, think about this, too. If your child is interested in something and is involved, you may, you know, you may facilitate that. And I'll drop you off, you know, but you're mm-hmm. not. You're not entering in. What if something right. happens to your child while they're doing that activity and it really causes a deep wound, but you don't really understand it? Because mm-hmm. you're thinking, well, that's no big deal. It was a huge deal to your child. And right. if you understood the importance of this thing in your child's life, you'd understand why this is a huge deal. Right. And like you said, it requires self-sacrifice. And my mother always said, God gives us children to train us. She said, I'm not yes. so sure how much we train our children, but he sure <laughs> trains us through our children. Isn't that the and truth? It's so true. Yes. <laughs> it's so, true. so Mama's true. right. Yeah. Mama knows. <laughs> Mama knows. That's right. Uh, it is so, so you're true. taking the time to do the things that they do or take them out and do things with them. And I think mm-hmm. it, I mean, we had, I have a son and a daughter, and I would spend time, I still do this, alone time with my daughter, who's, you know, married with a baby. And alone time with my son. In fact, I'm going to go have lunch with my son this week down at work. About the only mm-hmm. time, you know, I really can have him to all to myself. And he's, what, 28, 29, I'm turning 29 years old. But I make a point. And, and Ed also, my husband Ed, we, we found ways for each of us to have time alone with each of our children. Um, and we have our own special little bond. That's so sweet, Christy. I love that. No, we, I just, Danielle, I can't imagine it any other way. That's just, yeah. I just. I so desire that with my kids, even now, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, and if I had a lot of children, I think it would be harder, but you would still uh-huh. do it. I would still have done it. Right, right. You find so ways. I don't, I, yeah, I don't want anyone saying, well, that's because you only had two. Well, no, uh-huh. you know, everything's relative. Uh-huh. Everything's relative. Yeah. Had I had more children, I still would have had the same desire. Right, right. And, and it might so, not have looked the same, but you would have found ways to make those connections on with with what you could do, you know, in your situation. Right. So there's always ways. Right, absolutely. And, and, 
Right, and I'm not a perfect parent. I wasn't a perfect parent, and and I'm not saying that I never did anything wrong or, you know, that my kids are perfect. It's not that. I I can just tell you, looking back, what I know worked and what I know Mm -hmm. didn't work. Mm -hmm. And I believe all parents really have these desires, but they stuff these desires down because they think, oh, yeah, I would love to do that with my kid, but then I wouldn't get all of, you know, X, Y, and Z done. Right. Right. Well, maybe X, Y, and Z need to go by the wayside in order to do that first. Yeah, because X, Y, and Z will go smoother. Mm-hmm. And X, Y, and Z, when you get to the end of your life, might not be all that important to you. Hell, <laughs> you know? yep. It's, that's exactly right. It's these relationships. I mean, that's what that's what the gospel is all about. For goodness' sakes, it's all about relationship. Jesus loved us. Yes, he, it is. He came to Earth to die for our sins and to be in relationship with us. And so we have to understand how powerful, how important this is. And and we need to be Absolutely. doing relationships in our homes. And yeah. 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 I think we could say, you know what? It's okay. Do that relationship. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, remember that love when that you first had that child? It's not that you don't love your children now. Of course you do. Go back to it. Have fun. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, when we're married, we get so in a rut and we forget that it's okay to go have fun. Go have right. fun with your kids. Yes, yes. Go outside. If it's a pretty day today and you're listening, go outside with your kids. Go enjoy the day. <laughs> I give you, I give you permission to take the rest of the homeschool day <laughs> off. <laughs> it's official. Uh, yes. And then just some other practical ideas that I jotted down was um, we do a family movie night every Saturday night. We mm-hmm. pop up some popcorn. I have we homemade did. pizza, mm-hmm. like the whole deal. And I'm telling we did that. you, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of families mm-hmm. do, and I'm telling you, if you make that like an every week thing, it becomes sacred. I'm, they, these kids, they will <laughs> not miss family movie night. I'm sorry, there's a party somewhere. Nope, family movie night. We're not going <laughs> because <laughs> it's true. So, yeah, it's so important to them. It's really kind of funny, um, and it's just so simple. It's these simple things. It doesn't have to be elaborate. You can do very simple things with your kids, and it can become very meaningful. And important to them mm-hmm. and then just taking Absolutely. time taking time to talk with them you know run errands with one child and have that that time of talking or do a special mm-hmm. like you're saying lunch or whatever and um you know mm-hmm. i know in the teen years they talk at night and that's tiring and sometimes mm-hmm. it's going to interfere with your time with your husband or your wife and but that's okay mm-hmm. um they need that that is so true that's so true, Danielle. When my, when my son was in college and he met the girl of his dreams, um, he would come in after ha- having been to see her, and he'd come in around 11, 11.30 at night, sit at the foot of my bed, and I was like, oh, boy. But we'd <laughs> sit and talk. Both, you know, my son and I would sit there and talk to him, and it was so important. And I thought, how precious that this son of mine, at 20-some years old, wants to come in and talk to us about this. That is that really is. He, he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, you know, he chose to live at home his last semester. So he came, you know, he was commuting back and forth. And he chose to do that. We never, we didn't put any rules. I mean, he's 20-some years old. He's a man, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, he came and he would talk. And hmm. I was just so grateful. Yeah. Because as they get older, you get more concerned. Like, will they, you know, they don't have to, quote, unquote, have to. Right. You but want they, them to want to. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. Yeah, my daughter and I lately, our thing is to, um, after I get Corbin in bed and 
um, we just go and sit on the couch and we watch crime shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of odd, it. but you know, that's just kind of our thing. No, we just, we're like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> let's go watch stories about people getting killed. <laughs> it's really, <laughs> like, that's, well, that sounds really bad, but you know, it, no, it's like no, the forensics of, of everything and how, how do they yeah. catch the guy? And it like, just, it, yeah. it gives you that sense of justice, you know, like, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It's really fascinating what they can do with science and, and just, you know. Oh, it is amazing. The tiniest and it's a evidence. Thing and, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, Caroline was, you know, in, involved in the you know that type of the world for, right. for a while. So that was kind of, it's mm-hmm. the bonding thing, you know. It it's is, stuff that it you is. can talk about together. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. You're so. taking an interest in what she's interested in. There right, you go. Right, right. And I happen to be too, so it works. <laughs> it works even better. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. So there we go. No, but, but just finding those things that your kids are interested in, like you said, and, and connecting on that level, it's very valuable. And And I was saying to my husband, you know, we don't really do anything we just sit there and watch a show and you know we might talk a little bit that's all they want but yeah that's all they want and it opens up those lines of communications and communication it just makes you feel a closer bond because you've just spent time together absolutely well you know how it goes if you try to sit and do something formal they're going to run it's like when they right. were little and you tried to get them to perform for the relatives, the cute little word or the thing <laughs> yeah, that they, right. you know, luck. and they won't, they clam up. <laughs> yeah. So when we try to orchestrate these things, people run. It doesn't, it's not yeah. natural. They love just being with us. And my son and my husband still are doing things together, still have interests together. My daughter and I still do things together. These things, if they're natural, if they happen naturally, mm-hmm. they will continue to happen naturally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So. It's true. That reminds yeah. me, quick story, a little bit of a rabbit trail, but when you said when you try to get kids to perform for the relatives, Connor mm-hmm. was the worst about that. Oh, my goodness. He used to do the cutest thing. He would play with Play-Doh. He was like not even a year, maybe. He, he was really tiny, and he would play with this Play-Doh. I guess he was older than a year. Tiny, though. And he would stick his finger in it and go, I made this. <laughs> it was the <laughs> cutest thing. Christy? Every time I pulled out the camera, he would stare at it. He'd stick his little <laughs> finger in the Play-Doh while he's staring at the camera. Like, what are you He doing? knew. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. So we can never get that cute Isn't little that moment funny? on video. We're always upset about that. <laughs> but it's true. That's too funny. Yeah. You, you can't get him to do what you he want had your him number. to do. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, well, I think I would kind of wrap it up just by saying... You know, just really, everything really hinges on on prayer and following the Lord's leading. You know, if you feel a little bit overwhelmed or I don't know where to start, I haven't had this this relationship with my children, just pray and ask the Lord to lead you and to show you things that you can do and, and um, how you can focus more on that without getting, quote-unquote, behind academically. Because I know there is that real fear with a lot of, moms about how do you balance that god's going to show you just ask and then right really listen because so often we try to come up with our own ideas of of how we can make things work but listen to the lord if he's telling you to take a break if he's really um putting one particular child on your heart listen to him and follow his leading and build those relationships work on those relationships first and foremost because 
Absolutely. That's that's what you have when you go to have when you get to heaven. You have those relationships that you've built, and that's what's going to last. Not academics, but you know, when Absolutely. it comes to to eternal things, those are are really secondary. Absolutely. I well, agree. Thanks for joining me again, Christy. This has been a really helpful discussion, and that is life as a life schooler. I hope you all will join us next time. 